Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Hello and thank you for listening to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. My name is Jay Shears, a pastor and certified kingdom advisor. We appreciate the fact you're using wisdom from this program to facilitate better financial stewardship in your life. If you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to give us a call at 888-226-7614 or you can find us at kingdomplanadvisory.com. That's kingdomplanadvisory.com. So recently there's been a lot of of movement in the market, uh, both up and down. What we've seen is a David versus Goliath uh, type of game being played uh, with individual investors versus hedge funds. Uh, in particular, with a stock called GameStop. That's GameStop. A lot of the younger generation knows what GameStop is. You see it at most of the malls. But there's been a battle going on with the hedge funds predicting that the stock would go lower. And the individual investors basically pulling it out of the, the basement and trying to propel it back up above the valuation of what it probably should be valued at. <clears throat> we see a lot of, of movement there. There's several other stocks that are in the same position. Then you've got a new administration that is doing uh, just a multitude of executive actions. There's a lot of discussions about energy, about immigration, about social governance, we just see a lot of stuff. And I would say that a lot of it is mostly emotional. Uh, people, you know, moving left or right uh, in regards to what the market is doing. You know, I, I was actually a naysayer. Uh, I really didn't believe that that individual investors could really move a stock. But when you have social platforms uh, like Reddit, or Reddit, Reddit, which is what they were on, uh, to whether they could discuss that particular stock. Um, that is what drove it. They, they, they basically had a, a, a means of communication and kind of joined hands and kind of took on the giant uh, hedge funds. So I, I've actually learned from that particular process. I, I just really didn't think uh, that that the individual, the 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 small man, uh, small person, had that ability, uh, but they do. Uh, I was always, um, and, and well, even even the last fifteen years, I was always under the premise or assumption that that mutual funds and hedge funds were pretty much moving the market on any any given day because they're buying lar- buying and selling large blocks of stock. So what, you know, the real question is, how do you respond to an emotional market? You know, do the numbers actually dictate what's happening to the market? Eh, Not necessarily. Um, You know, the unemployment numbers really haven't changed a whole lot. Uh, GDP really hasn't changed. Now we have a a Janet Yellen uh, that's that's, uh, coming into position as the treasury secretary, but we don't really see any any uh, policy changes yet. 
that would influence the market. So I, I'm saying that a lot of it is emotion. And emotional markets take on a mind of their own uh, when when you have biased media, when you have social media platforms. And it's, it's dangerous to get into that social media, uh, biased media uh, type of, of uh, management or stewardship of your assets. So here's what I'm going to tell you. The first thing that a person, as a financial steward, an obedient steward should do, is define their beliefs. Their beliefs dictate their behavior. Okay? Beliefs dictate behavior. And that includes your, your obedience as a steward and your financial stewardship. Um, so how do we define beliefs regarding financial issues? Starting out, I would say, uh, some of it can sound legalistic. But defining beliefs is, is, to me, is the number one issue that people fail uh, in regards to their financial planning and their investment uh, uh, management. Whether you're an individual investor trying to do things on your own or whether you're you know, part of a 401k, uh, whether you have an advisor. I would say the 99.9% the .9 of the people have no idea what they're invested in. Uh, especially when it's 401k related, 457, uh, 403b, um, mutual funds, ETFs, closed-ended uh, closed funds. You, you, there's underlying investments, individual positions, stocks, bonds, um, um, possibly uh, uh, publicly traded REITs, that type of thing that's underlying, <clears throat> but most people don't know what it is. They just say, well, I own uh, XYZ large cap uh, class A <clears throat> mutual fund, and <clears throat> not knowing ha or not having any idea what that particular fund owns. So, here's what I urge you to do: define your beliefs. The, your beliefs in regards to investing are going to be both legalistic, okay, and proactive. So, the proactive part is what is important to you. What makes you smile uh, as an individual and as a family. Are you, you know, involved in clean water projects uh, through a ministry? Are you uh, involved in, uh, uh, you know, perpetuating a companies and how they, they, they treat their employees? Uh, do, do you frequent uh, businesses that treat their employees better? Okay. You know, Chick-fil-A is a, a pretty good example, right? Uh, Hobby Lobby. Is, is a company that that you know has said we're we're taking Sundays off. We're not going to make our employees work on Sunday. Um, there are a number of companies out there that treat their employees really well, and and you know as a as a good steward and someone who with a with a Christian belief system, I think that is a a pretty positive thing to say. You know what? I'm only going to invest in companies that treat their employees well, and not only that, they treat the environment well. Okay. God owns it all. It uh, doesn't mean that you can dump a bunch of, of pollution in, in you know, the water system. So I think we should include how they treat the employees, how they treat the, the uh, uh, surrounding communities, uh, and, and the environment. And those are all things we could look for, okay, in, in the proactive stance. We could do, uh, you know, anything that is pro-life. Uh, we could do anything that is... is 
um, you know, dealing with uh, emerging markets and, and uplifting uh, third world countries. And I mean, there's just a number of things, but your belief system should dictate that answer. Okay. You say, Jay, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, a loaded question. How does my belief dictate that, that, that proactive stock selection? It's simple. What makes you smile? Are you involved in any ministries? Are you involved in any charitable organizations? You take the core of that charitable organization and say, what makes that that uh, charitable organization tick? Why am I involved with a pro-life group? Why am I involved with a family life center? Why am I involved with a food bank? And then you say, okay, well, the core issue of that is, um, you know, the, the food industry, uh, clean water, um, and and you know companies that avoid and this is where the legalistic part comes in when we say we're pro life well <clears throat> how how do how do we invest pro life well we in, we avoid those companies that uh are pro choice we avoid those companies that use life ending scientific research to develop a product we avoid those companies that that give money uh, to companies like Planned Parenthood, anything that has to do with murdering unborn children, we avoid it. It's legalistic, but th- that's the pro-life stance. We avoid those things. You know, a legalistic issue uh, is is really simple. You say, you know, I don't want to invest in anything that that creates victims or profits from creating victims. Well, what creates victims? Obviously, the the abortion industry creates victims. The pornography industry creates victims. Companies that use child labor, companies that that are using third world country labor uh, for you know pennies on the day, uh, that treat their employees horrible. Um, companies that profit from countries that persecute Christians, uh, all legalistic, but yet we avoid those uh, as an obedient steward. So it's it's really kind of a loaded question, but it's very individualized, right? There isn't a there isn't a one size fits all in regards to the stewardship issues regarding belief system dictation of what you are selecting to go into your portfolio. Uh, people say, well, you know, all I have is a four hundred one k. Listen, even within a four hundred one k, we can screen those sub accounts to find out what you own. All right, and then we can we. It's a little bit labor intensive, but it's not. It's not hard. Um, you know, if I just had a four hundred one k statement, you say, "Jay, this is what I own. These are my options." I load it into the 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 software, and it shoots out what uh, you actually own, and to see if there are any uh, um, funds within the four hundred one k that are free of these violations that you say I don't want to support it. I don't want to own it. So. That, the real key issue here is, and we're, we're bouncing around biblically responsible investing. The key issue that I started with is how do we deal with an emotional market? The number one priority is let your let your beliefs dictate dictate your investment selection. Okay, once you know what your investment uh, guidelines are, uh, things that, that make you smile, things that make you frown. Um, based on your Christian beliefs, based on your what makes you tick, right? Once we have that 
grounded. We, we, we have it on paper. We know what it is that we want to invest in and things that we want to avoid. Then we do the, the, the risk tolerance questionnaire to find out how do we make it fit. All right. A, whether you're a, a conservative investor, investor, a value-oriented uh, value investor, whether you're an aggressive growth investor, um, you know, there's a, a just a multitude of questions that we ask uh, to kind of figure out, you know, your timeline, your future needs, your current needs, uh, your emotional uh, response to a, a, a market correction, those types of things. But beliefs come first. Beliefs have to dictate your investment portfolio. Your risk tolerance only puts up the guardrails, kind of like on a bridge. Once we know what we're trying to find, okay, what we're trying to find, now we know that we find things that, that coincide with your risk tolerance. When you do that, and then you own, you when I say own, you're managing. The definition of a steward is someone who manages the assets of someone else. When you are managing God's assets, God owns it all, You and you understand what you own, and you understand what, you just didn't have an advisor or a 401 case uh, rep coming by the your place of employment saying, well, based on your age, you need to be in this. That's nonsense. Your your beliefs must, as a Christian, your beliefs must dictate what your investment selections are. Okay, what your investment selections are. So when you have, when you allow or demand that your beliefs dictate your investment behavior, your investment selection, your portfolio, and then using the risk tolerance to kind of say, okay. We, we we know what areas that we can choose uh, now, all right? So if you're a con conservative investor, you avoid uh, being overweighted in growth or aggressive growth, small caps, that kind of thing. If you are 25 years of age and your risk tolerance says, hey, you know, you can, uh, based on your, your answers, you know, you're, you're looking at aggressive growth, I mean, you're, you're probably not... Uh, investing 90% uh, of your money in the money market, right? But once we know what your 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 what makes you happy, what makes you frown, um, based on biblical principles, then we line all that up. And well, here's what happens: once you do that, once you do that, this emotional roller coaster thing kind of just falls off the side. Y yeah, you may pay attention to it. You shouldn't, right? You shouldn't let it dictate your investment behavior. Um, listen, you know, if you are managing the assets of God, which is what your position is, and you've done everything that you could do, you've aligned your beliefs with your investment portfolio, and you've aligned your investment portfolio with your risk tolerance, there's nothing else you can do. That's it. That's it. Okay. So this emotional uh, roller coaster stuff, it's got to stop. Now, I have never seen someone um they, I mean people have questions, but they they there's a lot there's much more contentment when a person aligns their investment portfolio with their beliefs. 
And then once they align their investment portfolio with their their beliefs, and then they 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 put everything into the the, the areas that needed to, to to be done with the the results of the risk tolerance questionnaire, um, you're in pretty good shape. The, the emo, you're you're removing emotional strain, emotional worry from the process. Yes, it still exists to a point, but I'm telling you. I've been a financial planner for a quarter of a, uh, of a decade. Well, 25 years. Okay? 25 years. Um, so that's a quarter of a century. <laughs> I'm getting old. But, um, um, so two and a half decades, right? So I've seen the results of people who are obedient um, in, in their beliefs. And, and they allow uh, a, a faith-based advisor such as myself uh, to to position their beliefs um, with an investment portfolio that that replicates their beliefs. You know, the, the the greatest compliment that you can give or receive is I should be able to look at your investment portfolio and know exactly who you are and know exactly what you believe in based on that. You say that's not possible. It absolutely is possible. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's not happening in the worldview market. It's not happening happening in the worldview financial planning arena. It, it, it has it's all about money. It has nothing to do with beliefs. Nothing to do with beliefs. It, it's it's very aggravating. So listen, if you have found yourself worried, I challenge you. Listen, your beliefs. And putting those into place with your investment selections and your investment selections modeling your risk tolerance. And and you get the, the emotional support from a biblically responsible advisor. I'm not talking about someone you sit in church with. I'm talking about someone who actually knows... Uh, uh, how to how to set up an account that's biblically responsible? Actually, knows how to ask the questions. Actually, knows how to align a person's beliefs with an investment portfolio. Um, then, then that worry, you know, God tells us not to worry, but we start to remove that. Okay, we start to remove that. So, if I've piqued your interest. Okay, if I piqued your interest, you say, "What, Leslie? You're, you're here. You're talking about beliefs, and you're talking about, you know, biblically responsible investing. You're talking about risk tolerance. I don't remember any of that stuff whenever I was sitting down with my current advisor. Listen, <clears throat> call me. <laughs> if if I feature it, you need to call me eight 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 two two six seven six one four. You could find our our contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Kingdomplanadvisory.com um you don't wait right like i said i've been doing this for a very long time and and i've just never had someone walk in my office not, not one time not not even half a time not even a quarter of a time not even someone who where there was even a a just a shred of a biblically responsible investment portfolio has ever Walked into my office and said, here, what do you think? Never. Uh, so with that being said, that, that's concerning. That's concerning because we've got a whole lot of advisors out there 
that are are advising Christian clients that really don't know how to do it. Um, th- that's that's disturbing. So, once again, give me a call, 888-226-7614. You can find our contact information at Kingdom Plan Advisory. KingdomPlanAdvisory.com I would love to help you. God bless. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website or you may call 888-226-7614. Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.